Make Me Marvelous contains explicit language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. Hello again. Hi. 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 <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. How are you? I'm um, good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hope everybody had a nice couple days. Um, I'm Nix. And I'm Catherine. I'm a Marvel fan. And I'm not. Not yet. Even but maybe this, this movie even, will do. Absolutely I'm just, not. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not this As I this said in the last it. episode, I am kind of lukewarm about this movie. I think that the actors did a fine job. Um, I just don't care much <laughs> about this movie. Care. You know, I but said... But apparently you said that I had to watch it before Endgame. Yes. And then because, I watched it before Endgame. Well, I didn't realize that... The reason why I have to watch it before Endgame is because the first of the um, end credit scenes, which... We'll talk about maybe a little bit later, but I felt like it was a really dumb thing for Marvel to do. Yes. Because, you know, for anyone who's watched Endgame. Because I watched it. What? The movie. And there was nothing no, to I know. But for people who have seen Endgame, it plays like a pretty important part towards the beginning of the movie. Right. I'd say the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, well, and, we're going to see it here first today. And Ant-Man plays a pretty substantial role in the whole thing. So I don't really understand why they made it an end credit scene explaining right. how um, it kind of wraps into Endgame and where you start with Scott Lang in Endgame. Okay. You don't start the movie with him. Right. But, yeah, I felt like that was kind of a dumb thing to do because not everybody... I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, obviously, like, you know, you're probably going to know to stay through the credits, unlike some of us. I don't stay through the credits. <laughs> I turn this movie off as soon as, as soon as I can. But I just as find soon as it, I see that first credit I've, roll. Boop. You know, not everyone um, sees every single Marvel movie or is even, like, a fan of Marvel necessarily. Sometimes they just want to go see a movie with yeah. a certain actor in it. And for Paul yeah. Rudd fan, Paul Rudd. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For Paul Rudd fans, maybe they just wanted to go see Ant-Man. And they didn't know that it was important that they stay after the credits. And considering that none of the events in Infinity War play any integral part no. to this, if anything, you'd be confused why he's on house arrest because of Civil War. Right. But that's it. Like, yeah. I yeah, don't I understand don't why they chose to keep it as an end credit scene. It just yeah. seems like they should have found some way to work it in towards the end. But you'll see what I mean when we okay. watch the when end credits. When I actually scene. see the end credits. Um, today we are okay. obviously finishing up Ant <clears throat> Man and the Wasp. Um, we are going to be starting at one hour, two minutes, and 56 seconds. Uh, currently, um, oh, this is another issue, which I'll, we can start the movie before I talk about, but this was a big issue I had for the movie. Okay. Um, but anyway, we are uh, in the lab with them. Um, they're trying to make contact with Hope's mother. Um, but anyway, uh, you ready to yes. start? Okay, let's ready, count set, you down. Play. Okay, so you see the big old tunnel and Hope and uh, uh, the three of them are trying to work on it. So here is my issue. One of the primary issues I have with this movie. First of all, okay, so the scene that ended right before this... Um, the mother somehow is talking through Scott Lang like a ghost. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, she put antenna in his head. First of all, when the fuck did that happen? Second of all, what the fuck does that mean? How does that give her the ability to possess someone? Yeah. None of that's explained. Everyone, uh, Hope and, uh, uh, Pim. Pim, 
were just completely okay with it. They were like, like oh, oh yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. This thing that's never happened before, completely believable. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? And then uh, follow-up problem uh, concerning the mom that I have that you see towards the end. Uh, much like the problem I had with Ghost, where you don't know what her powers are. You have no fucking clue what the mom's powers are. And the... And the um, the explanation that they give for why she even has these mystical powers um, is kind of weird and also completely unbased in science. So she says, like, part of it is adaptation. So, you know, towards the end of this movie, um, Hank Pym goes and shrinks down and finds the mother. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, this place changes you. Some of it's adaptation, but some of it's evolution. And I just hear Charles Darwin rolling in his <laughs> grave because that's not how evolution works. Evolution doesn't work on an individual I scale. I can drink soy milk now. Huh? Did I just have a... Did I just <laughs> lapse out in <laughs> consciousness? Say that's what the mom says now. She has to drink soy milk? <laughs> yeah, because of a revolution. I was just making a stupid joke. Oh, I about was so confused about she soy drink. milk. Okay, I see, I see, anymore. I see. Um, anyway, yeah, it was weird. Like, and then now she can, she just touches Ghost's forehead for a long time and, oh, Ghost is all better with no explanation <laughs> to what she even did with her glowing fingers. Like, I, I, listen, I know Marvel asks us to. It's a stretch at to, every single yeah, time. Marvel asks a lot of its audience with, like, you know, just go roll with it. Most of the time I'm fine with it for the sake of being entertained that one was just a little weird it was a stretch Ooh, we need to talk about house plants in a little uh, bit you know i'm an expert i know i don't know if i've ever said that on the podcast i am like genuinely certified yes. houseplant professional yes. <laughs> which is a weird thing i forget sometimes <laughs> um but anyway yeah so that was that's two of my main problems with the movie the other one there was another one. Oh, okay so towards the end of this movie you um you see them shrinking the lab down and then they're running across town with it in like, you know, either physically running with it or it's jolted around in a car. How is it that when they unshrink the laboratory, everything's fine? Like, are you trying to yeah, say yeah, that yeah. everything is bolted down to the floor bolted in that down. place? Every single Just beaker, in case it gets knocked over. Wire? Yes, yeah, exactly. That was weird to me because yeah. then when I was like, oh, maybe they'll, maybe they'll make it look kind of rust up and they don't yeah like it just looks like a normal lab yeah. i feel like that there's no way it would look the same <laughs> after being thrown across a harbor like that's weird to me so that was another yeah. issue i had with this movie i'm like that seems really inconsistent yeah i agree but anyway that's i funny. was going to say something before i was i said we can talk about this during the movie was that it was it the problem with the mom i don't know I don't know what you were thinking. Shoot, maybe it'll come back to me if that wasn't it. Um, anyway, what do we need to talk about houseplants for? Oh, well, when we move into our new house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm finding there is a limited availability of non-poisonous houseplants. Oh, I can give you a whole list. I but okay, but list. I want a tropical. Oh, I can give you a whole list of tropical. So, snake plants. Here is uh, an insider secret that's not really a secret. For any of you who want houseplants, um, but are concerned for cats, dogs, and even horses, um, the ASPCA has a fantastic resource. Um, And so I'm going to pull it up and talk you through it. And we'll give you some examples of some tropical houseplants that you can use for your dog and your pet. And I'm pretty sure the list even includes like plants that might make your 
cat or dog sick. Sick, but won't kill them. But won't kill them. Because a lot of plants will do that. They It gives them an upset tummy, but it's not going to kill them. Um, so, ASPCA. Um, I mean, I saw some on Pinterest, and I was just like, I'm not in love with any of these plants. Plants. Okay. So, the ASPCA.org has a toxic and non-toxic plants list. So, you click on that. And they have literally, I'm showing Catherine, but there's a whole list of them. And so this is specifically the um, toxic ones. But if you want to go to non-toxic for dogs, you can click on that. Uh. They also include the um, poison control center for ASPCA. Uh. So if they do get a hold of a houseplant that is dangerous for them, you can call that number and they can give you some advice on where to go with that. Um, non-toxic to dogs, acorn squash, African daisy, African violet, and the yeah, list goes not, on and on and even, on. But, so that's what I'm saying. These plants, I mean, again, I haven't gone through the whole list on here, uh-huh. but the ones that I've saw, I've seen, they're just not, they're not to my, like an African violet is beautiful. Yeah. But that's not, I want a gorgeous overflowing yeah. fern gotcha. or palm. Now the thing won't come. Or... So there are uh, quite a few palms you can choose from that are non-toxic. Um, and obviously, my phone is not wanting to work right now. Off the top of my head, I'm um, pretty sure Majesty Palms are non-toxic to dogs. Um, uh, I don't think Birds of Paradise are either. The other thing is you got to think of like how often the dogs are actually going to try to eat some of these things. Every day. With Merlin. Every single For day. sure. But typically you t- uh, have to worry more about cats getting into things because they are yeah. kind of more the chewy variety. <laughs> variety. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so that's. You have a lot so of plants that p doesn't get into. Huh? I said you have a lot of plants. No, I don't. I have one succulent. I thought you had like that, um, maybe it's outside. Don't you have like that big, I don't know what it's called. That, uh, uh. I hope I don't have a houseplant because I haven't watered anything <laughs> since I moved in. <laughs> I thought you had that big thing in that gray cement pot. Maybe not. Maybe I'm completely imagining this. I have no idea what you mean. I thought for sure that you had some houseplants. Um, <clears throat> you have your Mario balls. Oh, I do have my Mario balls. Uh, alocasia, that's a great one if you want, big and tropical. It's basically, you know, elephant ears from oh, outside? Yeah, yeah, It's the indoor variety of that, basically. So outdoor Type elephant ears. Type in alocasia, give me alopecia. Yeah, that'll happen. Alopecia. Um, outdoor elephant ears are colocasia. Alocasia is a cousin, but they're in the same family. Oh, yeah, those, um, those are pretty. They come in a lot of varieties, too. Um, let's see, what else could you do? I'm just going to have to take you somewhere and, like, you yeah. can pick up my plants for um, me. And then you can also, typically, you can say, like, let's say, I don't know if birds of paradise are toxic to dogs. Um, you can just type in. Birds of paradise. Birds. Poisonous. Yeah. Toxic. Toxic to dogs. Are they? Uh, they are toxic to humans, cats, and dogs. Well, goddammit. The damn plant's it. leaves and stems are mildly toxic to humans and only after ingesting a large amount of it. The ingestion of flowers and seeds can cause dizziness. You never really get flowers, flowers and seeds. inside. Um, so yeah, that would probably not be a yeah, good yeah, one yeah, because yeah, you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing I want to say about... Um, Houseplant toxicity? Exactly. So, for instance, let's take the poinsettia. Technically, mm. they're pronounced poinsettia, but I... Poinsettia. I grew up calling you hate poinsettia. poinsettia. I sure do. 
So they are, <laughs> they are a member of the Euphorbia family. The Euphorbia family has um, uh, a, a white, sticky sap. Uh-huh. Um, and in fact, I have learned before that if you have a sensitivity to um, Euphorbia, um, also rubber trees carry the same oh, kind of sap. Trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sony your ficus loratas, which are fiddly figs, very, very popular. Um, if you break off a fresh leaf of theirs, you typically will get that milky sap. Um, same thing goes with poinsettias. And it's annoying when you get it on your hands. If you have a sensitivity to that, there's also a great chance that you have a latex allergy, uh-huh. by the way. So just keep that in mind. And you can develop allergies in your lifetime, uh-huh. so just make sure you're being careful. Anyway, um, so uh, that sap... Um, it tastes very bad to pretty much anything that eats it. Um, it's a defense mechanism of the plant. Um, and it can sometimes give the feeling of being stung in your mouth. Like a nettle. Um, it happens to kids all the time because kids are always sticking their mouth and on things that don't belong. And then, you know, their tongue gets red and itchy and it freaks people out. But anyway, so my point being, poinsettias have this terrible um, reputation of killing animals. Dogs. Dogs, cats, yeah. children. Yeah. Um, first of all, you have to think of how much of the plant would actually be toxic yeah. to the point of, of um, death. Uh, it would take several salads worth of poinsettias to actually kill your dog. Um, depending yeah. on the side, depending on their own level well, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sensitivity. But also, with, with euphorbia plants, um, so any of the ones that I just mentioned, also with one called dumb cane, which has a terrible history, which I can talk about in just a second. Um, <laughs> it's called aglomina, um, very common house plant. They have uh, oxalate, um, which basically makes you feel like you're chewing on glass and it can cause paralysis <gasps> temporarily. I have a very sensitive, uh, like, aversion to it. Like, if I even touch an aglomina, like if I snap off a leaf, it literally feels like I have shards of glass in my hands and and my hands get all gross. That's from working with them for so many years. Anyway, um, but okay. So my point being any of those that have like the nasty sap or the sap that hurts, they're defense mechanisms so that they don't get eaten. Yeah. And so typically animals respond to that. Once they get a taste of that, they know not to go back to it. Unless... You're Merlin. You're Merlin who loves pain. Loves apparently. it. Apparently. Um, he loves... Well, you know what? He loves to chew on glass. Mm. He probably would mm-hmm. absolutely love it. It's one of his favorite things to find on our walks. So, um... Shards of glass. In case you're curious, the dark history of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the listen, I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot of my own research. This is just something that I learned in my years of horticulture. Dumb cane. So if you were to chew on a, a dumb cane, um, not aglomina, it's Diffenbachia. Sorry for anybody who was, <laughs> was actually concerned. taking notes. It's Diffenbachia is dumb, dumb cane. Still a very common house plant. The myth, or the, uh, the, myth, the I don't know if it's a myth. I think it might be true, because this just sounds like something that white people would do. Yeah, it gets a little Oh, dark. God. So... When you chew on Diffenbachia, which is very common in the tropics, um, it causes the feeling of chewing on glass. It's incredibly painful, and it can cause paralysis of your tongue and of your vocal cords. And it used to be used as a 
uh, torture, basically, but punishment for enslaved individuals. And that's where it gets the name, because dumb originally means not being able to speak. Right. Um, and, you know, it could just be a rumor, but I wouldn't put it past, I put it past. literally any... <laughs> right. Any racist yeah. uh, enslaved uh enslavement person person. (laughs) yeah Um, oh that's wild yeah Mm. a lot of plants have dark histories (laughs) dark history of houseplants i would love to make a book i know (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah but um there's tons of them that um even if they did taste uh or get a bite of it um it wouldn't hurt them um, they would have to eat a, a large majority of the plant. But I you always like want to be single, safe and sorry. Every single plant that I'm like, oh my god, I love that plant. Um, every single one of them comes back deadly. A good one that's uh, typically safe, I'm pretty sure they're all safe, um, are called dragon plants. And it's Dracaena. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And they come in a lot of different varieties. They're also really, really hard to kill. Um, oh, that's good. They too. are very, very. They love to dry out in between waterings, and you can leave them for literally months sometimes. Oh my god! The more established ones can go months without water. I mean, Christmas they're pretty cactus cool. Was one are that was deadly. safe. Oh, safe. Okay. I mean, let me double check that before. No, I... I, that does actually make sense. Um, a lot of the succulent family is safe. Aloe is not. Um, in fact, there's. This is kind of messed up. There. So the type of aloe that we use for burns and eating mm-hmm. is called aloe vera. Well, there's a variety of aloe called aloe variegata. And it looks different, but if you didn't know what you're looking for, you'd probably think it's aloe vera. And it can cause severe nausea, uh, uh, skin irritation. Uh, it's very toxic. Hmm. Um, it also doesn't produce a whole lot of sap. So yeah. you wouldn't get very far in trying to heal, heal burn, but it will definitely Ugh, make it worse. God. Beautiful plants. Absolutely stunning to have as a plant. But, uh, yeah. They sell mm. them, though. So be careful. Make sure, sure that you're, careful. Make sure that you're aloe buying vera. aloe vera, not aloe vera gata. Oh. Um, but they do look different. They're very pretty, though. Merlin's eating aloe. Oh, that's fine. Over at Mom's house. Aloe vera is perfectly Mom! fine. You know when they start to get root rot, they smell, like, strongly of onions. Oh, really? and like onion, but like yeah. like rotten onions. Onion, right, rotten onions. <laughs> um, it's weird. It's like onions and bo. That's kind of oh. the smell of them getting root rot, oh. which is unfortunately very common. Oh. People overwater their plants all the time. Uh, also, Christmas cactus is safe. Okay, yeah. Well, the weird the thing is, is that they do have little. They're not true spikes. Not like that could hurt like you. A, they do have very um, flexible spikes on them. Yeah. On the ends, and so I figured that would cause some yeah. kind of irritation. And Those are cute, though. I like. In, oh, Christmas cactus will live longer than you. They will. <laughs> I've Listen. seen them carry through generations. It's crazy. I won't be living very long. I'm sure. Okay. Living, so <laughs> yeah, Christmas sure cactus will. will live longer than you. Um, uh, anyway. Do you like those or no? Um, they're fine. In the retail setting, they were kind of annoying because they do tend to break off. Oh. And uh, so they flower, gorgeous flowers. Some of them are just stunning. But um, when they start to lose their flowers, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get everywhere. And that's a little annoying. Um, but mm-hmm. they're ridiculously easy to propagate because each right, one of those little segments, yeah, each one of those little <laughs> segments, you just snip off, put it in dirt. You don't even have to worry about like preparing it or anything like that. Well, so that's another thing too. And then you get a new cactus. Why buy one? Oh yeah, steal, steal, <laughs> steal all day long. I'm just saying, it's way, way easier to propagate plants than the oh, government no, wants you to know. <laughs> I know. Than big, I than big plant know. wants you to know. <laughs> big 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's super easy. To well, I mean, steal like a plant, not actually harm the uh, yeah the original plant. Yeah, no, like uh, when we were viewing one of these houses that we didn't, I don't even think we put a bit on or whatever, but they did have this gorgeous. It was a cactus mm-hmm. thing, and it looked like the Christmas cactus, but it was huge. Oh, they got pretty it, big. It, well, it didn't have any of the rosy bits on it. What do you mean rosy bits? Like, like the flowers? Are those considered the flowers? Like so the they're at pink? the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look kind of like fish, like jumping out. Um, that's what I always kind of yeah. They look like little fish. Yeah, yeah. So those bits on the ends, those are the flowers. They fall off. But they um, don't. But like, for most of the year, it's stay just the green. Around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it probably yeah. was a Christmas cactus, but it was. Yeah. It was huge. It was oh, like in a huge. It was like near the uh, the fence, and I was like. I bet if I stole one, yeah. you know, just what? picked it up off the ground. You know what plant I think both you and Evan would love? Um, and they get literally the size of a wall uh, over the several decades. Is it English ivy? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about Hadra Helix. Um, uh, it is staghorn ferns. Oh, I'll have to look it up. Oh, they're cool. I mean, they get to be about the size of... One of these walls, honestly. They're huge. That's crazy. But in the retail setting, they're about six inches wide. Um, and then their fronds spout out. But you can... The cool thing is, is that they have very, very shallow roots. <gasps> they're um, so and pretty. And so you can... People put them on... Some people put them on their actual walls, although I don't recommend that. that but they'll put them on plaques. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they look kind of like... Which kind of gives them the name. It kind of resembles putting a stag, <laughs> a stag head, head on, on your, your wall. wall. But it's oh, obviously these are a lot really friendlier. Cute. I wonder if they're toxic. Oh, maybe. But if you put him up high enough, he's oh, a little. Find. He's a little boy. He'll find. He's a short boy. Mm. Anyway, I love them. They're cool. You just have to mist them quite often. <gasps> Non-toxic to both cats and dogs. Most ferns Perfect. aren't toxic. And I do like a good fern. Ferns are great. I like a good um, fern. Ferns. A lot of the palms are um, safe. You know what I've always wanted to do too is have a bathroom full. Of plants that just feed off the steam. Oh, orchids are great. You just got to make sure that they have some kind of a light source. But orchids love bathrooms because they love the high humidity. And I like a, I like an orchid, but I think those I'm are... not. They're probably my least favorite house plant. Orchids. Why don't you like orchids. Well, first of all, not all orchids are born the same. <laughs> born the same. <laughs> um, so like some orchids I like better than others. Um, but the typical orchid when we think of orchids are the um, um, Phalaenopsis orchids. They're called moth orchids. Uh, And those are the ones you see most often. And they just have the habit of falling over all the time in a retail setting, and so it just bothers me. It's really annoying to clean up all that bark. Um, But you can do some really, really cool planters with them. They're gorgeous. They're also very fickle, so you need to... Well, yeah, that's the thing. I learned that from Dexter. They don't like a lot of... Um, attention as far as like watering and feeding and stuff like that. Can't look at it too often. They don't want a lot of stuff, but they do require a bit of attention, I will say. Yeah. Um, But then there's also, um, what is it, dendrobium, uh, which I think are native to Hawaii, and they are awesome. Very, very hardy, um, beautiful. Um, There are some orchids that smell like vanilla, and when they bloom, oh my god, it's a gorgeous smell. Um, so some orchids I really love. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. And then yeah. there's like lady slipper orchids, which are little dorks. They're just little <laughs> dorky plants that look like slippers. They're really cool. Um, but yeah, orchids are actually the biggest family of plants 
um but now it'll be in orchids tonight or tonight tonight <laughs> today i believe i think that they now hold like the biggest range of yeah they come family from these little oh yeah 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 that makes sense um but yeah I, I would love to grow great. a vanilla bean orchid. You know how much I use? Oh, I highly I love... doubt. You probably would not be able well, to get enough sun. thanks. Well, it's not your fault. <laughs> well, thanks. You live in the States. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love a vanilla bean orchid, though. But yeah, I do love houseplants. If anyone ever has any houseplant questions, feel free to send yeah. them to me at <laughs> makememarvelouspod.gmail.com. Do, you know <laughs> do you know what my favorite thing is? Is to save houseplants. Oh, it's a great... It Actually... So there's some science behind that. Uh, they've done a lot of testing as far as like plant therapy. And apparently, uh, and there are many theories as to why, but taking care of, and in this case, reviving um, plants is really beneficial for your self-worth and your self uh, <laughs> It's like I made you esteem. live. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it actually is used in a go. clinical setting. And it's pretty effective. Yeah. Taking care of something else uh tends wow. to make you feel better about yourself i didn't with me with merlin but oh. the house plants do <laughs> yeah I, the house yeah. plants don't sass back but no i always used to go over to the kroger had like their you know their flower section they have like, like a lot of potted plants uh-huh. or anything and i always used to go and save little plants that were on their uh-huh. last little legs and mark down for yeah. clearance and i'm like You're going home yeah with me. there were several people great like, life. yeah there were several people like that that i would meet in my previous career that would take a home the misfits and be like, I want to see if I can take it back to life. And a lot of them succeed. Yeah. Here's a really feeling. inspiring thing about houseplants. <laughs> they get the rap of being very needy and very hard to take care of. And, and people feel very nervous because they are an investment. But for the most part. Unless you steal them. Unless you steal them. They're, they can be very expensive, and as soon as like their leaves start turning crunchy, or yeah. they start dropping leaves, or they get too wet, people kind of freak out and they feel like they've done something wrong. But something you have to remember about plants. Um, they have been around way longer than us, and they will be around after we are gone. <laughs> after we are gone. And I've seen plants come back from the brink of death <sighs> many times. In fact, so, ficus lorata. Fiddly figs. If anyone has ever tried to take care of a fiddly fig, you know how terrible they can be. Is that one that you can eat? You can't. No. The, they don't what, produce what fruit, fruit. Fiddlehead figs. Fiddly figs, no. No, no, no. no. You fry them. Uh, and eat the leaves? Yeah. They're delicious. Oh, maybe you do. I don't I recommend it because they're... Fiddlehead because of their... Fiddly fig. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Because no, I was no. like, they produce what that the white sap I... and I do not recommend no. you eat that... We are not recommending you fry up fiddly figs. Fiddlehead <laughs> fern. That's what it is. Yeah. Fiddlehead ferns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. Um, Sorry, not a fig. Anyway. A fern. One time, fiddly fig, um, a customer returned one after leaving it in freezing temperatures. Oh. Which <laughs> and they brought it back to they the... They brought it back and we returned it for some reason. Oh, no. And I decided, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to give up on you, little fiddle. Uh, and lost all but two leaves. Oh! I don't know why this makes me so sad. But about a month later, it produced a new set of leaves, and it was, it was okay. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, and I think it teaches us about life, really, and I, this is (laughs) fucking sappy, but sometimes even when it feels like you're never going to be okay again, you just gotta wait for your new leaves to come in. Just some tender love and care, and you'd be surprised what life can do. You really learn a lot from plants. I don't mean to be so sappy, and I don't mean for that to be oh a pun. God. But yeah, 
it really does teach you a lot about life and yeah. how strong you are and how strong That is the one are. thing, though, that I hate about this apartment. Again, I'm not supposed to be spreading yeah. any hate because the universe is listening to yeah. me. <laughs> but that is one thing I'm very much so looking forward to when we have a house. Is actually getting to be able to grow something other than... I mean, I always do my basil. I always do... Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, I need to start that. Whoops. Yeah. It's, I'm a week it's behind. It's a little past time, but it's okay. It's okay. I, gr- I usually grow it And around. it's honestly a myth. Well, if, yeah. Uh, the, the resources we have today, it yeah. really is a myth as far as when you're supposed to start stuff. Like, yeah, on the back of the seed package, it says definitely start right now, whatever. But if you start... A little later in summer, right. or a little earlier, and especially right. if we're starting indoors, it's not that big. Exactly, and these are all indoor places exactly. that I'm living in an apartment. Yeah, but then me, then uh, Merlin ate all my basil and my parsley and my cilantro. His breath must have smelled. Oh, it smelled like great. an Italian restaurant. It smelled wonderful <laughs> when he was a puppy. Aww. And as soon as he could put his little snoot up on the windowsill, yeah, to reach the leaves, pluck, 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 pluck. And I didn't yeah. have anywhere else to put them, so we have not had our... Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, he loves plants. Also, I have never seen a dog this crazy about vegetables, ever. Oh, he loves his green loves beans. Loves green beans, celery, cauliflower is his favorite. Oh. He loves lettuce. Yeah. I love lettuce. Yeah. Lettuce is great. Spinach. Lettuce is also easy to start indoors, by the way. Oh, yeah, we've grown lettuce Eventually, here. you probably should put them outside because they do require a good bit of sun. Yeah. But... We've grown a couple heads. Spinach, and... lettuce... Um, we've done spinach before. Any of the herbs, really, you can start oh, indoors. Yeah. Um, herbs are usually my thing, my go-to. Yeah. Um, but it is funny to find out what is uh, toxic in the human food variety to dogs. Because obviously oh, yeah. everyone says chocolate. We all know the chocolate Yeah, thing. yeah, we know chocolate. Macadamia nuts, though? Absolutely not. Grapes. I have seen people give grapes to dogs. That will cause kidney failure like no other. It, and I've pulled a grape out of his mouth before because a child left one behind at the park. Onions? Onions. No onions. Yeah. No garlic. Garlic, very garlic, big no-no. No. Um, yeah. Potato peels. Very toxic. Oh, but the potato meat inside is fine. Is fine. Interesting. Peel. Oh, it's fascinating how many things he actually has yeah. found, though. Mm. He's like, oh, a grape? Yeah. I'll have one. Weird. Onion? Delicious. He loves the wild onions. Aww. He always finds them out there and he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, get away from the fucking yeah. onions. Those are poisonous. Yeah. You stupid little boy. Um, but yeah, so that's, the, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very nervous about getting all my house plants yeah. because I literally want at least 200 and that's no exaggeration. I love house plants. But I'm very worried about what can be in my house yeah. with this one because he literally will yeah. You'll be fine. eat anything toxic. There's a wide variety of non-toxic plants. Um. That are also what I need to, to do for. also is just peruse neighborhoods and find their plants that I like. You mean from see. outdoor? What are you talking about? Yeah, and then I can grow them indoors. Get, oh, okay. Well, you can. <laughs> well, you can try. You, you can try. try. <laughs> well, that Christmas cactus was outside. Yeah, if that's what it was, I'm not positive. If it was. Although Christmas cactus are technically not frost proof, but maybe it wasn't. A honestly, Christmas cactus. though, cacti are so cool because, like, once they're well established, really nothing can kill them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but especially if they're younger and don't have as big of a root system or not a well-established root Mm -hmm, system, like mm -hmm. if you just planted it, Mm -hmm. technically they're not frost-proof and they can die being left outside. But, you know, you see cacti all around here. Yeah. Uh, typically it's the rabbit ear cacti that you see. Uh Uh-huh. They're very, um, uh, mid, not Midwest, Western looking. Yeah. Um, and they do fine. Uh, but, I mean, it's not the freezing temperatures that hurts them. I mean, the desert gets freezing every night, basically. Exactly. Uh, it's the moisture. The moisture yeah. will harden around their mm-hmm. roots. Yeah. Um, but if the roots are big enough, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to crush them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also always, for some reason, I've always wanted a plum tree. Oh, plum trees are so cool. But you got to deal with the wasps. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And there's your hey, link. Hey, there's our link. <laughs> there's our link. There you go. We talked about the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always wanted fruit trees. Oh, yeah. But I feel cool. like they're hard to do. You know what's one of the easiest fruit trees are lime trees. And I love a lime. You can grow lime anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Really. They're really very easy to yeah. grow. Myers lemons can be pretty easy, but they're also very susceptible to... I would much rather to... have a lime. Well, I mean, lemons are cool. They're very susceptible to pests, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Any fruit or, yeah, fruit-bearing tree is. Yeah. um, But for some reason, aphids especially love lemons. Mm. I don't see that on limes as much. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, Yeah, but I would love a lime. Have you ever ever seen, uh, I think it's called Buddha Hand? Yes. They're really cool. We used to sell those. Um, I've never had one, but apparently they're pretty tasty. The zest is supposed to be amazing on those. Um, anyway, do you want to talk about what happened to you this week? I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> I just had a little bit of a breakdown, and then I went for a drive today. Where? And, oh, just around. <laughs> just to my dealer. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I just went around and drove and, and sang in the car, and I feel better oh. now. Nothing really happened. So basically... Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast really, but I am an aspiring writer and I think I'm a pretty good writer and, and I'm a pretty goddamn good editor. Right. <laughs> so this also affects me. <laughs> anyway, so I'm in this writing fiction class and I submitted a story and I'm, I'm pretty proud of the story. I is personally, a great story. I personally think that there are some issues with it that I have every intention of fixing before I submit it for possible publishing. Um, but the criticism I got back from the workshop and the writing class, because I had to submit it, and then my um, my professor and my classmates, classmates. Uh, like three of them, gave feedback. And it was not the feedback that we were expecting. It was not. So they just didn't get it. Basically, I've talked about this on typically on your podcasts, so the yeah. episodes that we do for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I am staunchly against using mental illness or mentally yes. ill people as villains. Yes. And without spoiling the story, that's basically where all of them suggested I take it. So the villain, although she's not really a villain, um, is has a, a very disheveled appearance. And she's definitely done some evil things, for sure. But because of her disheveled appearance and the way that she comes across when you first meet her in the story... Basically, they were like, well, you should make her crazier, which I found very offensive because that was She's not the exact to be. opposite of what I was exactly. going for. I never, ever, ever want to 
make mental illness the villain basically or make mentally ill people villainous mm-hmm. like that is something i'm so staunchly against um and that's where they keep telling me like oh you need to you know put into the story things that indicate that she's crazy i'm like the reason why you don't see those things is because that is not my intention exactly the whole theme of the story is that um on a societal level we pretend that we're helping people who are down on their luck or homeless um, or I should say, uh, without homes, um, without giving them any real access to turning their lives around. That's right. kind of it with this story um, on a, like a more personal level. So that's the whole point. And that's why she has the appearance that she does is because she has been neglected by society. She has been manipulated by one person in particular. And instead of taking it how I meant it, they took it as, oh, obviously she's supposed to be crazy. And my, we didn't, we my didn't, professor yeah. specifically said she's supposed to be schizophrenic, which I found incredibly, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly offensive because that is not how I wrote her at all. No. And it's just a reflection of how she sees schizophrenic people. Right. And that's just, that was it just issue. really bothered me. And so I'm like, so now I'm in kind of this weird position. I'm like, do I take her feedback so that I get a good grade in the class or do I stand by my story and my principles and what I believe and possibly risk getting a poor grade in the class I mean my heart tells me that this class doesn't really matter and my integrity matters more and I refuse to make her yes. mentally ill but then how do I <laughs> convince other how people? do I convince people that you know, I still took their feedback and then just said, fuck you. <laughs> and just said, yeah, no, thank and, you. And, you know, there were also some dynamic issues with the story that I, I recognized even before I submitted it, um, mainly because I was in the constraints of a word count and there were things that I wanted to add to it. But it just really bummed me out because I was just like, is this how my entire career is going to be? Because I like subverting those. Like, that was kind of the point. Exactly. Like, subverting the... Uh, expectations of her being quote unquote crazy. Well, it's an expected trope. That's what it is. Exactly. And I wanted to turn that around and make her actually not really the villain, although she still does things not because she's crazy, but because she's looking for revenge. Um, And I wanted to subvert the idea that she was, because that's how the protagonist sees her. When she first sees her, she thinks that she is someone who is unwell and then she's not unwell. That's the whole point. It's like you can't just write her off right. as, you know, someone begging for money or begging for food <clears throat> or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with needing assistance. Right, 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 right. But but then to subvert those ideas and... And she must be schizophrenic. And change who the villain really is. I'm just yeah. disappointed that that didn't come across and they told me that, oh, you need to make her more clearly crazy. I'm like, that's not the that's point. That's not. You missed like, the entire, that's the the whole entire point. thing. And, you know, maybe that's my feeling as a writer to not put that out there clearly enough that that is what the point was. And sure, I could add some things, but also I feel like I kind of want people to come to that conclusion by themselves. Exactly. You don't want to insult your audience. Exactly. I don't want to come across as preaching. Like, that's, mm-hmm, that's not mm-hmm, what you do mm-hmm. as a good storyteller. A good storyteller will teach you a lesson without you ever learning anything. Right. And or knowing I, that you learned anything, I should say. Right. It just bothered me. And, like, <laughs> you know, I really do believe in myself as a writer, but getting any kind of criticism, especially when you yourself deal with some of those mental health issues, and, you know, you guys know what I mean. Sometimes, you know, having 
mental health issues does affect your self-esteem and your ability to take criticism. So this whole time I've kind of been gaslighting myself because I'm like, maybe I am a shit writer and maybe this isn't the right thing for me. And maybe I should just throw it all in the trash. Um, So I've been kind of dealing with those feelings lately, uh, the last 24 hours. But, you know, at the end of the day, I do believe in myself as a writer. I think, you know, the people I love who have read these stories like, I can tell that they really do love the stories. Yes. And they want me to keep writing. And I want me to keep writing. And I think that I have an important message to say. And that is that there is a different avenue that we can discuss mental health issues that can actually be productive for people with mental health right. issues. And you can do it through horror. And you can do it while being entertained. And that's my whole platform. <laughs> and so far, not successful. But <laughs> but we'll get there, okay? Do you know how many other authors, uh, though? Huh. Do you know how many mm-hmm. there are? There's a ton of them that uh, publishing houses just didn't get it. Just didn't understand yeah. what they were trying to come across. Stephen King. Who, by the way, has his own, has his own realm thing. of problematic but things. He was but told I get you. Yeah. over and over and over and over again that his stories, when he started submitting way back when, way, way, way fucking mm-hmm. back when, his stories made no sense. And then nobody wanted to read them. They weren't, they weren't entertaining. Yeah. And clearly, you know, for all of his problems, he writes a good story. You He's can't, a very good storyteller. You, you can't deny that he has some great stories. He has good ideas, and he puts them down on paper. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's not problematic, because oh, he is. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> the man throws slurs around like crazy. He does. He does. But you can't say that his ideas aren't good storytelling, because I'm sorry, they are. Or else he wouldn't be. Although, uh, I agree, and thank you for that word oh, okay. of encouragement. I appreciate also, that. Also, Agatha Christie. Really? She got denied for years and Aww. years and years. Well, that's years. encouraging. They said that it yeah. didn't make any goddamn sense. Well, here's the thing that I've noticed about people who get published early on, and this wraps into what I was about to say, and I'm not going to say who my professor is, but she's written a Can couple I? books. No, no, <laughs> no. We're not going to. Because, you know, I have nothing against her personally. I think that she, like my classmates, kind of fell into the same idea that um, I'm expecting this person to be crazy, so you need to write her as crazy, even though that was completely opposite of my of point. what the point was. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. We, <laughs> in an effort to make me feel better and make me get some perspective about writing, um, we looked at the reviews on her books. And this is what I, I didn't say this to you last night, but I, I said this to Mark last night. Um, first of all, she's rated to be about a two or three stars on most of her books, which is whatever. You know, some people, I'm not saying that that's the end all be all. That makes you a bad writer. No. But clearly... You know, I read some of her stuff, and I was not a fan. (laughs) Some of the stuff she says was kind of weird. But one of the things that I would be most offended of that I read in her reviews were mostly five stars, the the five star reviews. Uh The thing that came up again and again that I would be so offended to hear, even in a good review as a writer, is, this was cute. (laughs) And I told Mark this. I said, I do not ever want to write a book that is cute. cute. No matter what genre I'm writing in, I want it to be devastating, and I want it to stay with you for years. Exactly. Exactly. I don't ever want my writing to be called cute. Yeah. And that was most of the five stars. It was like, oh, this is a really cute read. It's like, no. Cute doesn't get remembered. No. No, not at all. No. Not at all. That doesn't make... No. No, 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 no. doesn't make for... 
a good story. Doesn't make for a five star author, in my opinion. Yeah. But. Um, but it made me feel a little bit better because I was like, well, how much, uh, how much do I respect your opinion <laughs> when it comes to writing? She is a very sweet lady, and that's why I'm not going to say her name. I'm not going to say the name of any of her books. But it did kind of put into perspective, like, well, exactly. Her and I have very different writing styles, and, and that's okay. I would hate to have some of her views, quite honestly. Yeah, Dr. Seuss was another. People hated Dr. Seuss. Seuss. Was a weirdo. I know, but <laughs> we t- we talked about this in a previous episode of the podcast. He worked he with Eric and Stan Lee, writing venereal disease posters in World War Two, I believe. Was it World War Two? That seems too long ago. But no, uh, yeah, that's where Stanley got to start was working with Doctor Seuss. <laughs> Doctor Seuss. A fact you, a fact up. you wouldn't believe unless you looked it up. <laughs> but anyway, so it wasn't even that big of a deal. I'm feeling much better about it now. It just made me angry that my main point and something I'm very passionate about didn't come across in my writing. Um, and I don't know whether that's my fault or because it is abnormal to see in writing, horror writing. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that people are expecting a certain trope yeah. to come across, and when it doesn't, yeah, I mean, like, how, well, I don't like it, this because is guess what, I, what, it's something different. This is what I wrote about years ago, time and time and time again. The expectation is, oh, okay, I understand what this story is. It's about a crazy person, and they're crazy, and that's why they do these villainous things. And, you know, I sound like a broken record, but basically I'm so against that trope. Yes. Because of the societal implications, and how I personally feel very uh, offended by it. Just one more author. Okay. Louisa May Alcott, who wrote Little Women. Oh. Her publisher yeah. turned her away at the door and said, you cannot write, you have no business writing, and this Aww. book does not have any place in the world. Little women! Wow. Little fucking women. So she ignored his, his advice. Aww. And said, I like my book. I'm going to go to That's good. so many other people. And yeah. eventually it was picked up. But eventually. It, takes, it really does take a lot. Because, you know, any kind of art. But writing, you put your heart and soul into. You put a little piece of yourself in right. it and your perspective. And I, you know, when I was writing this story that was cr- critiqued, like, I was literally sobbing at some points because of how much emotion I put into yeah. the writing. And I think that most authors do. You put a little piece of yourself in it. And... The reason being is that people feel that when they read it. I mean, that's the hope, at least. Um, And so it's very hard when you hear any kind of criticism. And I should say, most people said that it was a fantastic story. They had a great time reading it. They just didn't get that part of it. And I really hoped that they would get that part of it. Right. But it's really hard to take that criticism in any way about art. Maybe you felt this too. Yeah. Yeah, And still say, no, I believe in what I do. I think it's good. I think it can help people. So I'm going to keep doing it regardless of what you say. That's a very hard thing. Like you have to be really confident to do that. And sometimes it's, it's hard like to stay confident about something that is so personal to you. Cause especially if you have issues of, you know, self-esteem issues or, um, shame, um, any kind of trauma, it's very difficult to mm-hmm. say, no, I believe in me. <laughs> I believe in me. <laughs> and I believe in yeah. my work and my yeah, art. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing it and, you know, fuck the haters or whatever. Exactly. I've never really been a fuck the haters kind of person. I'm more like, well, let's see what they have to say. <laughs> Maybe no. they're right. Maybe I am too. Right. 
terrible. <laughs> I'm a fuck of haters. Yeah, I'm not. Fuck the haters, seriously. But anyway, so that's what quote unquote happened to me. Um, we're at the end of the movie. <laughs> Uh, so our first end credit scene, which is the most vital, really, to okay. this whole thing in our grand scheme of Marvel, um, is first at one hour, 49 minutes, and zero seconds. Okay. So it's a rather long one, honestly. Oh, goody. Um, one hour, 49. Thank you. Dead on. Okay. <laughs> and here we go. Okay. So this is one I have to pay attention to? Yes. All right. So... We might not do a whole lot of talking because I want you to know what happens. I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Further. Okay. And honestly, I don't know what they're doing right here. They're just... I thought they moved to the beach. They're doing some... They were on the beach. I know, right? They're doing some experimentation with a... A um, van. With a van. Uh, but they've put the tunnel in the van and basically they're using Scott to do some subatomic uh, testing because they want to be able to, you know, learn more about it and stuff like that. And Scott is a willing participant. Um, so, anyway. Oh, they're trying to get quantum healing particles, whatever the fuck that means. Okay, I guess that's what she absorbed. Okay. I guess that's what she absorbed in the quantum, quantum realm. Quantum healing pro- uh, particles. Yeah. Okay, okay, alright, okay. So anyway. Is this how they save the day? Is quantum healing particles I don't know in if they game? ever come back, honestly. Okay. But that's what he's going in there for. Um, okay. Okay. All right. So he gets sucked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're monitoring him. Go get the particles. Love that braid. Yeah, I do too. I also think that I will give it's them credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I will give them credit. The quantum realm is beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful. I love the tardigrade. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <gasps> ashed. She's fucking ashed, man. Oh no, so he's stuck. <laughs> there they go. Bye. All, oh wow, all three of them turned into ash. Well, yeah. You know what? I don't like any of them. Well, now, but now he's stuck in that truck. <laughs> um. Okay. And there you go. So that's that's how it ties back into Endgame. Okay. But okay. I just feel like that should have been part of the Absolutely. main movie. Because I if you didn't sit through the credits that we just skipped. Uh, the next one, by the way, is at... Oh, I almost got it dead on. Um, the next one is at uh, 1 hour, 57 minutes, and 31 seconds. And we'll just wait because it's... Um, okay. So now... It's there. This one, it's not that big of a deal. Is... Our little ant man is stuck in the van. Van man. Van man. <laughs> um, and nobody knows he's there. Oh, okay. So this is post-snap uh, in his apartment. Well, and thank God Ant... Or no, that's not Antonio. I don't know who he is. Antonio. It's, uh, Antonio or something. At least he lived. Yeah. Oh, that was another issue I had with this. And the Ant-Man and Wasp will return. Question mark? Oh, stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So that's um, it. Well, he's a. that's an unfortunate thing for him. Yeah, he's stuck. No, 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 no. That everyone else he knew got... I mean, only half yeah. the population was supposed to go. And he, every single oh, person all that he three knew. of them. Yeah. Lost but, Thanos lottery. Well, and also Luis and... Um, his kid. Luis. Oh. All of them are gone, too? Every Not single person? Confirmed. We don't know. Oh, okay. Well, that's why... I thought that's why the empty apartment was... 
Well, because they were all working. Uh, Cassie doesn't live there anyway. Oh, never mind. I guess you're right. Um, I guess you're right. But you don't know. You don't know until end game. Who's Unlucky. dead and who's not? Unlucky. Unlucky. Unfortunate. <laughs> um. Anyway, Bad luck, man. <laughs> well, so end games. No, 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 well, Shining's the next. Shining is the next, but what? Endgame is after that, and we will be filming Endgame. Um, and then after that, mm-hmm. I'm fine with jumping straight into Loki. Because <laughs> that's why we did the podcast the That's beginning. the entire fucking reason we're watching Ant-Man today, is so that we can watch Loki, because I need to talk to you about it. I need your opinion. I want okay. you to enjoy well, we'll see. Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston as much as I did. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's so good, dude. But Or we can start with WandaVision, but I would rather just jump right into okay. Loki, because it's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Uh, rating. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Two and a half. Didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. It 2. didn't get 5. negative numbers. Yeah. It didn't really do much for me either. Yeah. We got to talk about houseplants and house Marvel plants. news. Marvel news, <laughs> writing, uh, yeah. uh, TikTok. Oh, I guess if there's any message. Because <laughs> the only reason why I even wanted to talk about the whole writing thing, because it's not just like, oh, boo, people were mean to me, while also saying that they liked the story. Uh, the whole point of that was that um, if any of you are creative types and pursuing creative endeavors, um, just know that, you know, we all feel, I guess I can't speak for everybody, but at least I feel sometimes that it takes a lot of, um, courage doesn't sound right, like the right word, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It takes a lot of heart and gumption, heart and gumption <laughs> to keep going when you get criticism. And I think the more oh, criticism yeah. you get, the easier it is. And I'm very open to like writing device or plot holes and stuff like that criticism um but it's just it's just kind of hard when it's like the whole point of the story theme (laughs) yeah when they're suggesting that i change it to make it more of what i hate right and it just kind of feels like an uncomfortable spot and it feels like i'm kind of yeah experiencing an uphill battle well the next time that we get on here it'll be resolved because you have to turn that paper in don't you no Oh. Not until, like, the end of semester. Oh, okay. I had plenty I of time to work a, on I thought it. there was a... Um... No. I get to critique other people's stories now. Thank God. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. a wine and dine night. going to be a wine and dine <laughs> night. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't have the chance to because we were talking about uh, other stuff. Um, other shit. Uh, it's not a big thing, but highly recommended Marvel tie-in show um i definitely want you guys to go see it if you haven't seen it yet it's on hbo max and it's called our flag means death oh Oh, my god okay so uh it is um it has taika waititi as one of the executive producers he also stars in it and it is so good it's just a comedy about pirates and it has a very diverse cast and they talk about some really cool uh, stuff and it kind of subverts some of the old pirate tropes while also being highly entertaining. So just a huge shout out to that. I also started this morning, I started Ghosts, which I don't, oh, it does have a Marvel tie-in. Lolly is in it. Lolly plays one of the oh, ghosts. Lolly, Lolly being, um, I cannot remember her name in the show, but she's in Loki, plays one of the TVA agents. Um, she's great. 
Uh, she's always great. Uh, but it's really, really funny so far. Lolly. I started Ghosts also on HBO Max. Um, but anyway, go check those out if you have the time. Uh, yeah. Both of them are pretty good. I haven't gotten very far in Ghosts. I've watched the first episode. But I did finish the first season of Our Flag Means Death. Amazing. Taika looks beautiful in it. He's wearing full He's leather so for most of it. <laughs> he looks so cute. Um, but so anyway. Cute. That's all I had. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this podcast. 2.5. I'm going to go make burritos. Next week we'll be uh, doing The Shining. Yes. Super excited. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. Uh, I haven't honestly seen it. We started a little bit last night, but I haven't seen it all the way through in a few years. I've seen it as an adult, although I saw it at a very young age. Probably too young. Oh, yeah. um, but I saw it relatively recently, a few years ago, but it, a lot of it didn't stick um but you have a lot of trivia for that movie i have a lot of trivia for i don't it. know if you're gonna be doing the trivia I'll for that do movie the trivia for it. <gasps> I'll do oh it. my god i get to sit back and relax and listen to <laughs> trivia because that's what i do well you <laughs> don't you don't find this relaxing when i'm just talking about marvel news and house going plans? on and on about house plans no, that's not relaxing okay. i wish we had a house plant podcast oh i would totally love to do a house plant podcast yeah, i know Okay, so I'll put it on the list okay. of the next of podcast. podcast. <laughs> podcast. Um, anyway, all right. Well, you guys have a good week. We'll see you next Wednesday Sounds for The Shining. Uh, take care of yourselves. I believe in you. <laughs> have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.